Chapter 7 Flow Today is World Water Day, March 22, 2020. This day is an international outreach to give more attention to the water, to protecting, purifying, sharing, and hopefully improving our relations with water. On the internet, I learned again that 2.1 billion people are without safe drinking water at home. Since 1993, the UN General Assembly have been saying, quote, wake up to the importance of water since 1993. A plea that I first heard from an indigenous grandmother in the 80s. I wonder who will hear it anew in 2020, 2021. How many years, how many people to not only hear but make the change of behavior needed? About 71% of the Earth's surface is water-covered, and the oceans hold about 96.5% of the Earth's water. And our human body, 70%. Such a similar percentage to the Earth body, our body. And then there is our blood, 90% water. Only 2.5% of the Earth's water is fresh. And what this human body needs to live is 2.5%. More and more attention has been brought to water over this past decade through the prayers and actions of people all around the world. The Great Lakes, Detroit, Bolivia, Standing Rock, Ireland, marches, protests, pilgrimage, water walks and water talks. Now, in 2020, the theme is climate change and water. We'll see what happens, as what's on most everyone's heart and mind today seems to be the coronavirus. It was a week ago on Sunday that we made the decision to leave Egana, Greece, and head for Three Creeks. Airports do not look like healthy places to be, not to mention San Francisco, where we would land in San Mateo, where our car was parked in a convention center. It's probably contaminated. For $5 a day, however, we couldn't resist. And yet in the three weeks since we've left, that area has been named the most affected and infected in California, if not the country. Still, This morning we had a knowing that now is the time to go. No longer of any benefit here at Karapanu, our age, health issues, and lack of language skills would make us more of a burden than an asset. This little turtle island here will need its people, not its guests. They would likely need Karapanu as well, and the attention of people like Christina and Olivier who both have practical knowledge and the heart-mind to be with this virus unfolding. As systems would inevitably be taxed if not break down, who better to invoke some peace than those two in this little village? Once our decision was made, it took four hours to reach and change our tickets with the Turkish Airlines. We ended the day mounting a small expedition the four of us to walk up nearby mountainside to a special spring that Christina had wanted us to visit for the weeks past. Perfect for World Water Day.
just enough time before dark to make it there. We headed into the changing weather, a mirror of our world soon to change yet again, and it seemed more than fitting that a storm was coming. Winds and much-needed rain. We could not help but wonder how that would affect any fairies that were going to come and go over the next day. What a gift to be able to visit this spring to share the water from our spring here at Tinamaha, to strengthen our connections with and through the water, through the prayer, with places, with people. So simple and so appropriate, if not needed, when soon we would all inevitably be in quarantine. On the way back down the rocky hillside in the gloaming, I slipped and fell. My balance is just not what it used to be. I felt my vulnerability, fragility yet again, and somehow there it was, what I might call grace in the fall. Aware again of catching my breath slowly, I stood up and surveyed the damage. A few scrapes and inevitable bruising would arise, but I felt okay, stable, unsprained or too severely strained. Even with all of those bumps in the road, I would be able to continue on to make my way home to Karapanu. The four of us then had our last supper together, continued to share and exchange gifts, streaming the prayers for the future. All too soon, it was Monday. Now the day we had changed our ticket to in order to have this time of completion. In Turkish Airlines, they were only giving day-to-day possibilities. But then a Tuesday flight was confirmed. Even with the extra day, we found a hasty departure as the stormy weather continued to build. Our late afternoon boat was canceled, and at the last minute, we had to catch the 1.30. It was going to be the last one to head for Athens. Living with this mantra of just enough, we were able to leave our little house in a beauty way and make the ferry. Only one item was forgotten in our last-minute packing. One of Wynne's coziest and coolest shirts drying on the clothesline. What better gift to leave for Olivier than the shirt off his back? One ferry, one taxi, one airport hotel, one plane to Istanbul, another plane to San Francisco, one Uber to San Mateo, and we were two-thirds of the way home. The people were kind, all distancing themselves as best we and they could in passport lines, screening stations for the virus. There was a continued grace in the flow, the prayer of water providing just the comfort I needed in the discomfort of all the news and information we were being given. And though we still had no plans of where we would or could stay upon landing, I was acutely aware of the advantage we had to be with financial resources. No one was really able to protest, at least at this point, against a virus. No one was really able to protect from a virus. 
and yet clearly the inequities on the street were more visible than ever. Newscasters continued to speak of those over 65 being at greatest risk, and yet here were homeless people and others, now called neurodivergent, standing outside of the supermarkets. How would we? How could we as individuals and as a nation respond to this reality? Last night, I learned the National Guard, if not the Army, would be called out. On some level, there'd be no better group of people to be motivated, perhaps, to be in true service, hopefully to bring calm in the lockdown, as many had come to call it. Homeless people would and could be transported to hotels and university campuses and cared for. A hopeful response. I woke this morning dreaming of my dad in the market chaos of 1968, losing his work, losing all of his money, his wife, many in our family, social distancing from him. As told earlier, he had been loved and respected by so many, written up as a young success, chair of the board of Hayden Stone, and then almost overnight, everything changed. I spent numerous college weekends visiting him living in a hotel room. Thank God not on the street as so many are here today. And still, I felt his homelessness then as I do now, which on some level I feel he never recovered from. Physical needs along with emotional, mental needs, such complex beings we are to navigate the many bumps in the road that we meet in a lifetime. And now, COVID-19 is a shared enemy worldwide. Could we unite actually in our care for humanity? Or would we, as our president continues, to place the blame on others? The blame game. It now seems to be in full swing as the virus is named Chinese. Violence breeds violence and blame on blame. Trump's failure to respond as he could have and should have, it is the best and the worst of times. Who do we become when under stress? Now, life death stress, which so many privileged white Westerners have truly never faced. We arrived at the San Mateo Convention Center. Our Uber driver could not find the parking lot for at least 20 minutes. It seemed an hour. Wynn got out his iPad, and together they searched for this huge lot, which upon arrival had been filled with buses and rows and rows of cars labeled Google and other tech firms. We turned the corner, and Relief recognized the kiosk. Only now there was an armed security cop and emptiness almost as far as we could see. She told us we could not enter, that the lot was closed. But we were sure our car was inside. Just at that moment, another car came alongside the exit. Bizarre as it may sound, 
it was the owner or manager or simply the one in charge of that lot making an out-of-the-ordinary drive-by late at night. And there he was, as we were working to keep our distress in check. We explained our situation through car windows and social distance guidelines, only to be told again that the lot was empty. Stretching our sight, we looked again, and we saw one white van a few football fields away, and parked alongside seemed to be a dark, perhaps a gray car. It must be ours, we said, though hard to claim without any of the familiar parking area signs left in place. Please, Wynne said to the officer, can't we just go in and see if that's our car? Finally, literally, after a lot of negotiation, she, with the approval of her boss, said we could go and look. Wow, this world has changed. Look, Wynne said, for the license plate. Mira, they wanted to go look first, not let us in the empty parking lot. Mira, the mother, We hope the mother of India would help us get home yet again. Well, of course it was our car, and off we drove on leg five of our journey. A nine-hour drive after a miracle night at the Airbnb called The Ark, we arrived at long last at Three Creeks Oasis, watering hole, spring, beauty, a strong steward team present, Simple foods stocked, seeds planted in the garden. People prepared for quarantine, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And the water test? On water day has returned with a passing grade. So far, no toxic algae bloom from the fire chemicals of the previous season. We are blessed. There is a new quiet on the noise we often can hear from the highway. Our little country road, however, is still busy with big semis driving to the Perlite Mine, one mile away. It's curious to see what is essential still. Even with Governor Newsom's statewide mandate last night for everyone to stay at home. Although the rural health clinic's phone message says there is no virus in the valley, apparently Facebook says there is. I choose not to look up more on the internet. Mixed messaging is well underway. For now, for today, for the days to come, I'll reconnect here with the internet I feel in the greatest need of, respect and dependence of the internet of nature, the mycelium, the heron and the bobcat, the web of life. May I, may we use this time well, be with the blessing, the gift that we have to be home here, to listen again to what is ours to do, to share the resources we have, to move forward, to confirm the best of the change we've prayed for, we've worked for, we've asked for, and we've prepared for. 
It does not always come in the way we think. We are willing. We have been prepared on many levels at least, and that truly is a privilege to be with the inevitable change that is here. Blessings and gratitude for this World Water Day.